Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of our scripture. Today we're going to page 1147 to the ever-popular Isaiah 54, verses 7 through 17. Hear the word of God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. O afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will build you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with sapphires. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be the children's peace. In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, fans pulls into flame, and is a weapon fit for its work. It is I have created the destroyer to work havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. May the Lord add us blessing to the reading of his word. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, here we are, second Sunday of Advent. And it's the day of peace. You know, in my early days as a pastor, I, I didn't like this particular Sunday. Because it's, you know, the first Sunday, hey, it's Christmas time, everybody's happy. And then the third Sunday, we get to light the pink candle. That was always neat. And then, of course, the fourth Sunday was the week before Christmas. And this one was just kind of in between. But, you know, as I was thinking about that, preparing for this Advent season, I said, do we really understand what peace is? Do we understand how powerful peace is? Do we understand how important peace is? So I'm trying to bring some glory back to this particular Sunday by giving you this message. And the Lord led me to Isaiah 54, where he talks about his covenant of peace. And, and throughout what we read, he's talking about how wonderful he is and how he's in control. And got me thinking, isn't that what peace is all about? So what is peace? If, I, if you hear the word peace, if I ask you, what's peace? What are you going to say? What's that? It passes, all it passes all understanding. Yes, that's a good one. And that's from the Bible. Peace that passes all understanding. Very good. Very good example. Would you say that it's the absence of chaos? 
the absence of war, the absence of struggle, the absence of quarrels. Now, when we say things like that, then we know that it's all those things exist in our world, right? We have chaos in this world. We have wars in this world. We have struggles. We have quarrels. And when all those things are gone, we can relax. We can be calm. We can have peace that does pass all understanding. God has said something very important in this passage. He said, to me, it's like Noah. And when he says Noah, we need to take notice because he's talking about a covenant. There are seven covenants in the Bible. A covenant was made with Abraham, I'm sorry, with Adam and Eve, that they would till the ground and they would have pain in childbirth. Women would have pain in childbirth. Yes, it's a covenant. It's an agreement. It is something that God established. He made a covenant with Noah. He said, I won't flood the earth again. And he put a rainbow in the sky to symbolize that covenant, to remind us. He made a covenant with Abraham. He said, I'm promising you that your descendants will be very numerous, very numerous. And that has happened. He made a covenant with David, saying that he would have someone on the throne forever, knowing that it would be Jesus that was coming. And I missed the covenant with Moses, which came before David. But the covenant with Moses, the the Old Testament law, we know what that is. And then there's the new covenant. That's the most important one. The covenant that Jesus made with all of us. Every time we take communion, we do so in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. How important to remember that he died for us. But as part of that covenant with Jesus, God spoke in Ezekiel 36 and Isaiah 54 and a couple other places the covenant of peace. Now, many will say this covenant hasn't happened yet. I say it was established with Jesus and it carries on. It doesn't matter what you believe, it's real. Covenant of peace. What is the covenant of peace? For a moment, I was angry with you. For a moment, I turned my face from you. But I'm no longer angry, and I'll never turn my face from you. That's the covenant of peace. So, then why do we have chaos? Why do we have struggles? Why do we have wars? You see, this covenant is one that is established, first of all, in our hearts, in our minds, and then carries on into eternity. But it doesn't mean that it's going to get rid of the things in the world. So we have a choice. You see, in every single covenant, we have a choice. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, Moses says, I set before you life and death. Choose life. What he meant was, you follow this covenant, you'll live. The Old Testament was very clear. Do these sacrifices daily, do these sacrifices once a year, follow these festivals, all the words of the law, all the commandments. Follow them, and you'll live. Knowing, God knowing that we weren't going to follow them, he established it. He established the covenant with David. 
If you follow me, you shall always have a king on the throne. Is there a king in Israel right now? Other than Jesus, no. But what I'm getting at is, in every single situation, humans have broken the covenant with God. You see, a covenant is not one-sided. A contract can be one-sided. If you make a contract with me, then I'm saying I'm going to do something for you, and you're just the recipient of it. It's one-sided. But a covenant says, you do your part, I do my part, and when we both do our parts, everything's great. Marriage is a covenant. The husband and wife work together. Not a contract. Even though the state of Ohio sees it as a contract, or the state of West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, or whatever state, it's not a contract. It's a covenant in God's eyes. So God established this covenant with Israel, and they broke it. He established a covenant with David. They broke it. He established a new covenant with us. Do we break it? Yeah, a lot of times we do. So are we breaking the covenant of peace? It's up to us. You see, God has given us peace that passes all understanding. And we have to decide if we want to accept it. We have to decide if we want to understand it. We have to decide if we want to incorporate it into our lives. Now, you might be thinking I'm crazy. I am, by the way, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when we establish this, when he established this covenant with us, he wants us to look to him only, ever, in every situation. So when chaos comes, it doesn't have to stay. Get out of here. When troubles come, when trials of any kind come, if we look to God, we can have peace in our hearts, in our minds. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? Because we still have this flesh that we live in, and we still make mistakes, and we still, though we shouldn't, live in this world and do things in this world that can disturb our peace. But God said, I'm giving you peace. God didn't back out. We did. We back out. In John chapter 14, Dave read it this morning. I probably should have asked Dave for his paper. Basically, he says, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. There it is. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. My peace I give you, but not as the world gives you. See, what the world, when we say peace, we say two countries aren't fighting, there's peace. We're living in a time of peace. Well, right now we're not because there's a war in Ukraine. And Russia has invaded. So we're not living in peacetime right now. But prior to that, we were, according to the world. But he didn't give us the peace according to the world. He gave us peace according to God. Meaning that when we have struggles, when we have trials, when we have wars in our families, when we have 
any kind of problems. He's given us peace. And how can I say that? I don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, no, you're right, I don't. And you don't know what I've gone through. But God got me through it. Praise God. He got you through things. I know I could ask everybody here, what has God gotten you through? You could tell me something. Whether it was just a cold or if it was something major, car broke down, death in the family. He's either got you through it or he's getting you through it. And what he's given you along the way is peace. And it's yours for the taking. How do I get it? Know in your mind that no matter what, even if this ends in my death, I'm going to heaven because God has saved me. Because I believe, because I've confessed with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Savior. That will bring you peace. If only for a few seconds, it's still peace. Those troubles will keep coming back. They don't go away very easily. But when you stop in that moment and say, God, get me through this. Peace is yours for the taking. Because God has made a covenant with us. And a covenant is something he never breaks. And it's something that we get to do, that we get to be a part of, that we get to understand, that we get to accept. So why is it not everlasting peace? It is. But remember I said we still live in this world and the troubles don't give up easily. Satan does not give up just because you had a good day. He will be back the next day or the next week or the next month. He will not give up. But when he comes back, you still have that peace that you can throw at him and say, I'm saved by the, the Savior of the world. Jesus Christ is my Lord, and you can't come against me. Peace is ours for the taking. And we get it through a relationship with God. You know, when, when I was younger, I didn't quite understand this whole relationship with God thing. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't understand why people would say that. So I asked God, show me. What is this relationship you're talking about? And, I, and God spoke to me and said, read the Bible. So I sit down one day and I start reading the Bible. Didn't understand a single word of it, but I read it. Took me a little over a year. I read it. Okay, God, I read the Bible. What's this relationship with you? Read it again. But I already read it once. It's big. So I read it again. And then along the way, I'm praying. Started going to church, became a pastor. And I start to see myself asking God when I don't know what to do with my son because he's causing me all kinds of trouble. He's a good kid, by the way. Just all kids, you know, what I'm saying. Didn't know what to do about my daughter who was going through teenage issues. Didn't know what to do about my job that my boss was, Boszilla. 
I kept going to God and saying, what do I do? And then I started to realize that's the relationship. You're there hearing me. You're talking back to me. I'm talking to you. I'm reading about you. I'm understanding now when I'm reading after reading it three or four times. I understand now that this relationship is an individual thing. And guess what? The things I just told you, they may not work for you. But God has a plan for you in your relationship with him. Maybe it doesn't involve reading the Bible. Or maybe it doesn't, maybe it involves just reading parts of it. Or maybe it doesn't involve the kind of prayers that I pray. But whatever it is, what comes with it is incredible peace of knowing that the one who has no beginning and no end, who created everything, everything, I mean absolutely everything, loves you individually. You might say, oh, God didn't create this. This is made out of wood. Okay, who created the tree? Well, God didn't create this. This is metal. Okay, who created iron or the aluminum? Who created these things? Man? No. God put them in the earth for us to take and make into creations of our own, but he created it all. He is the ultimate source. And he loves us so much that he wants us to be at peace. So when your mind is just going rapid fire, as Pastor Ian told us one time, just say, peace be still. Tell your mind to be at rest because God has given you the covenant of peace and it works. So when your troubles are just beating you down and you're saying, I just don't know where to turn, turn to God. Do I get on my knees? Do I put my hands together? Do I say a specific word? No. Do whatever you want. It is your relationship with God. And no one can tell you that it's wrong. No one can tell you that it's right or wrong. It is your relationship with him alone. And it's not wrong because it's yours. Well, it might need to be changed. I can't tell you that. Only God can tell you that. You can come to me and you can ask me, well, I'm doing this and this. What do you think? And I'll, I'll tell you what God might say to me, but more than likely I'm going to say, what's God saying to you? Because he is speaking to you every day because he's trying to further establish that relationship because he has given us peace, but not as the world gives, the way he gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. He's not angry with you. He's not turned his face against you. He knows what you did. He knew what you did it before you did it. So you haven't fooled him. You haven't concerned him. You haven't destroyed anything with him. He loves you unconditionally if you have accepted his son into your heart. And if you're saying, well, I'm not sure if I have, then do it now, this very moment. It's as simple as saying, God, 
I need you. I need Jesus in my heart. I need forgiveness. And then believe it. You don't have to say special words. You don't have to be in a special place. Just do it. And if you say, well, I I did that 20 years ago and I'm not real sure. Okay, do it again. It's not going to hurt. It's absolutely not going to hurt. It's only going to help. At any point in your life, you can reestablish your relationship with God if it's fallen apart. He never breaks the covenant we do. He has given it to us for eternity, and it's ours to use for eternity. So let's use it. Let's understand it. Let's comprehend it. Let's be at peace every day of our lives. And then the peace that passes all understanding will guide your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, peace is a difficult thing. We don't always understand it. We don't always comprehend. We don't always get it, Lord. But Lord, you've given it to us. So teach us how to grasp it how to understand it, how to use it, how to make it part of our lives. Teach us so that we can be at peace with you and we can be at peace with others. And most importantly, we at peace with ourselves because that is where our holdup is mostly. So Lord, this very day, Lord, I call on you to Fall heavily upon each and every one of us right at this moment and teach us what this peace really is. Go beyond our understanding. Go beyond our comprehension. And give us peace, Lord, that we can use and understand and give to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.